Welcome to Meaning Over Money, a different kind of financial podcast where money is never about money. Welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are so excited to have you here. We hope you're having an awesome week. And regardless of when you're listening to this, we hope it adds value to your journey. And if it does add value, it would mean the world to us. If you would share with a friend or if you use Apple to rate and review our show, it makes a big difference. I recently had the opportunity to host a workshop that I'd been wanting to do for a long, long time. COVID kind of ruined it. But I've always wanted to do a workshop with parents and their teenagers talking about how do we do this college stuff without launching our children into their adult life crippled with debt. And our, our young generation, the young adults today, are crippled with debt. I believe student loan debt is an epidemic in this younger generation, and it's a problem. And I'm watching it play out in the people that I coach and the people that talk to me and engage with me. What I see is that it's causing people to make drastically different decisions than they would want. They're taking different careers. They're delaying marriage. They're delaying kids. They're, they're doing all sorts of things as a result of this debt. This debt feels heavy. It feels so heavy. And a lot of you know what I'm talking about. A lot of you are experiencing that right now. And so I had this workshop where we, we brought the parents and the teens together and we said, let's find a better way. And the whole theme of my talk is there's 10 things that we can do, 10 ways to pay for college that don't involve debt. And I believe every single person in that room can get through college without debt. I believe everybody listening to this podcast episode could have gone to college without debt. Now, we didn't. You probably didn't. I certainly didn't. But we could have. You know, the bad news is it's too late for us. It's too late for me. It might be too late for you. The cake is baked for a lot of us. We, we might just have gone through with a lot of debt. We still might have the debt. And, and there's nothing we can do about that. I mean, hopefully we can pay it off, but we can't change the past. But the next generation is different. Now, a lot of you listening, the majority of you are younger. And so you may not have kids yet, or if you have kids, they might be little. And, and if, you, if you happen to be listening and you have older kids, teenagers, this, this is still applicable to you. It's just applicable much quicker to you. And when I think about student loan debt, when I think about my student loan debt, and I think about your student loan debt, our parents let us down. That wasn't our fault. We were 17 years old. We deserved better. And, and our parents did the best they could. It, 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 it was their fault, but it wasn't. They did the best they could. And they only knew what they knew. And, but that's on them. We have to live with the consequences of it. But it's not our fault. Um, to, to put all the blame on a 17-year-old and say, you should have known. Well, you're 17. You, you don't know what you don't know. And so for, if you have debt, just know, you know, it is what it is. But if your kids have debt, 
that's on you. If my kids have debt, that's on me. I need to be a parent. I need to step up and say, no, guys, no, Finn and Pax, you deserve better than I had. And there's this notion going around where I hear it all the time. I hear parents say, I had, I had to pay off a bunch of student loan debt, so my kids should have to as well. Really? We're going to be vindictive towards our own children? We're going to curse our kids because we were cursed? Come on. Guys, our kids deserve better than that. Just because we had to eat crap doesn't mean they should have to as well. It shouldn't have to work that way. And so I sat down with these parents and these kids, and I walked them through, how do we do this? How do we do it better? And it's a totally different way than society is teaching us. And I recently did an episode about doing hard things. And, and I got to be honest, this is a hard thing. The easy thing to do is just sign a piece of paper, take out the loans, and go enjoy your college years, and we'll deal with the loans later. The problem is, is that later comes. The problem is, is that future you, future kids, will eventually have to reconcile the reality of having all of that debt. And so we deserve better, and our kids deserve better. And there's this notion I also hear parents say is, I want my kids to have skin in the game, so they have to get loans to pay for their college. I hate to break it to you parents, but your kids don't feel the skin in the game when all they have to do is sign the dotted line and then go live four fun years in college. You may think that skin in the game because you may understand, you understand the implications of that, but they don't. They don't feel it. They don't see it. It's completely out of sight, out of mind for them while they're in it. So you think that they have skin in the game while they're in college. They don't. You're putting the burden on them after college. And so I would actually agree with you. Kids have to have skin in the game. Totally. Totally. It just doesn't look like them signing the dotted line to be crippled for decades. It probably involves them really leaning into scholarships. It probably looks like them working, paying their way, doing their part, saving up before college. That's skin in the game. We don't have to cripple them for generations for them to quote-unquote have skin in the game. And one of the things I wanted to talk about today, because, again, my audience is younger, and so either you don't have kids or you have younger-ish kids. And if you have younger kids or you're soon to have kids, one of the best ways to pay for college is called a 529. It's an investment account for college. And so... There's a lot of opinions about 529s. And, and I'm going to give you the high level, and I'm going to explain to you what the problems are. Here's the high level. The high level is you get certain tax advantages to put money into a 529, and I'll explain those in a second. And as long as this money is used for college, I'm sorry, used for education, which includes college, you get these favorable tax benefits. And so it's like, a, it's like a 401k for future education costs. So that sounds kind of cool. But the problem is it has to be used for education. And so there's two main tax benefits. First of all, when you put money in, 
your state, and every state's different, when you put money in, you get to deduct that contribution from your income taxes for your state tax return. And so let's just say you have a you live in a state that has an 8% tax rate. When you put in money, you will get a tax savings of 8% of whatever you put in. And so it's a real benefit. It's not huge. It's not huge, but it's real. It's tangible. But the real benefit, this is the good one. The money gets invested, and over the course of your, your child's life, it'll grow, and it'll grow, and it'll grow, kind of like a 401k. And then when it's time to take the money out, if you use it for education purposes, you don't have to pay taxes on the gain. So it's kind of like a Roth IRA. You put money in, and then you never have to pay taxes on the gains. That, that's awesome. But again, it comes back to, well, it has to be used for education. And so what I hear a lot of people say is, well, what if my kid doesn't go to college? Well, what if my kid's a genius and they get a full ride? Or, well, what if my kid's a D1 athlete and gets a full ride and I don't need the money? That's a waste. And to that I say, and I ask the question, is the point to spend all the money or is the point to launch your kids into adulthood without debt? For me, let's just say I put a bunch of money into a 529 and, and we, we prepare for our kids' college. And my kids are five right now, so we have a lot of time. Let's say that we prepare. And let's say one of my kids doesn't go to college and let's say one of my kids gets a full ride for whatever reason. Am I to pretend that the fact that I didn't have to spend all this money on college is a loss? Well, no. The point was to launch them into adulthood without being crippled with debt. And if they get a full ride, that happens. If they go straight into something else without going to college, theoretically, that happens. And so I'm not mourning the fact that this money is in here and I didn't spend it and it's stuck in here. I'm celebrating the fact that I just launched my kids. Now, one of the beautiful parts of a 529 is that you can change the name on the account at any time. It's just a social security number, and that is the beneficiary of the 529. So let's say, let's say my kids don't go to college or they get a full ride. I can put my name on that. Maybe I'm going to go back for some education or my wife or any other family member. And so there's this idea that I floated by a couple of clients, and a couple of them are actually running with this idea. So, because again, you can put family members on these accounts and change it at any time. So, a few options. One, if you have kids that are staggered in age, and I have a client that has four kids, and they, their kids are staggered like three years apiece. If you do that, you can actually just fund one account if you wanted to, just continually fund one account. And then you could always change the name as the kids cycle through college. So you could have one big pot and use it as you need. And so maybe one kid won't go to college and maybe one kid will get a full ride and then one kid really needs the money. And you can navigate it that way. And so there's a big pile of money for education. Again, it's to launch your kids into adulthood without debt. And so you can cycle through your kids with one bigger pot of money. That's one option. Another thing that is gaining steam with some of my clients is this idea of having a multi-generational plan. And so let's pretend I fund 
my two kids, Finn and Pax, I fund their college, and one of them doesn't go to college, and one of them gets a full ride. And so all of a sudden, I have all this money left over. That's not a loss. That's a win. They launched without debt, and all this money is still here. One idea that, that we could run with is, what if we just leave that money, have it in a, in a broad index fund, and let it grow for 30 more years, and by the time my kids have kids and their kids go to college, which maybe is 30-ish years from now, that money could be enough to pay for all of the grandkids' college. So instead of funding a couple of my kids, it has the potential of funding all the grandkids. And that's an idea that's really interesting. And I haven't implemented that necessarily. Obviously, we're not even there yet. But in the people that I've worked with, that idea feels very real and it feels very tangible to them. And so there's a lot of ways to do this. But we have to make a decision. And we, I mean, I'm sorry, we don't have to make a decision. I'm encouraging you to make a decision. To make the decision that your kids deserve better than we had. Statistics show that, that in my state, when a young person graduates from college, they have an average of 30000 of student loan debt. That's 30000 that it will be a burden on them in the payments, and they have to grind through it before they get to the next thing. Our kids can have better. Every single person can do this. You can, but it takes some intentionality to make it happen. And so I do believe we can make it happen, but, but we have to decide it's going to happen. Because if you don't, the easiest thing in the world to do is to sign the dotted line. And so I always tell people, you have to decide that loans aren't an option. Because if they are an option, you will use the option. You will. It's easy. It's the path of least resistance. And we always come back to the path of least resistance. So I always encourage people, take the loans off the table and make it happen. And so something to think about and, and really just lean into this idea that just because we had to do something, it doesn't mean we need to give that same burden to our children. I believe my children, I believe your children deserve better than what I got and what you got. And that is not you paying for their college necessarily. I'm not saying that every kid deserves to have mom and dad pay for college. That's not what I'm saying. Please don't hear that. What I'm saying is that they deserve parents that will walk alongside of them, that will guide them, that will help navigate this process so that they don't have student loan debt. And there's a lot of ways to pay for college. Student loans are one of them. Parents putting money into a 529 is one of them. But there are a lot of ways. And so we need to work with our kids even if we aren't going to pay for a penny of our kids' education, which is okay, by the way, even if we're not going to pay for it, we still owe it to them to walk alongside of them through the process because they need us. If they need us more then than ever. They're making some of the biggest decisions they will ever make in their life. That is the time for us to step up, not step back. And so I really believe this, and I believe this because I've walked alongside of so many families 
And by the way, these same principals, I've walked alongside families that never intended, uh, never thought it was possible to send their kids to college without debt, sent their kids to college without debt. But also, as a youth group leader, I watch this play out in the teenagers. I watch it play out. I watch how stressed they are, and they don't know what's expected of them, and, and there's so much uncertainty. And they, at the heart of it, they just wish mom and dad would come alongside of them and shepherd them through this process and help them and be there for them, even if mom and dad aren't paying, especially if mom and dad aren't paying. And so my biggest takeaway today is that you deserve better. Your kids deserve better. My kids deserve better. And so I hope that this helps. I hope this gives you something to think about. For some of us, it's a long time from now, but it's never too early to start having the conversations and to start planning. Because when we do that, this whole process gets easier because we don't want to wait till the last minute. If we start planning now, it's going to feel a lot better than waiting until the 11th hour. So I hope this helps. Hope you have a great week. If you'd like to connect with us outside of the podcast, we would love to hear from you. You can find us on Instagram, Meaning Over Money. You can find me, Travis Shelton, on Instagram. You can find our YouTube channel. And of course, you can find Meaning Over Money, which is our financial course for young adults, where we teach young adults how to live for the meaning and not for the money. And that's at meaningover.money. And if you decide to buy a course from us, please don't pay full price. As our way of saying thank you for listening, you can get 25% off by using the promo code PODCAST25, PODCAST25. And if you're not interested in that, that's okay. We're just glad that you're here, and we hope this continues to add value to your journey. Take care, guys. 